Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Secluded Thoughts. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody who's been listening so far and giving me feedback. I just want to say that I really appreciate it. And also, I do not mean to drag y'all. Honestly, like it's not my intentions. (laughs) It's not my intentions to drag anybody. I'm really just dragging myself. Like the way I make episodes is I think about times where I may have struggled in the past or where I have made mistakes. And then I make the episodes basically speaking to that old version of myself or my younger self and telling her what I wish I would have known back then. So I understand it's a little triggering, like just listening to me say some of these things I know I have been guilty of in the past. It, 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 it triggers me as well. But, um, The point is awareness, guys. The point is awareness so you can change and you can have a better life, the life you want to live. Okay, I'm not I'm not trying to drag y'all, I promise. But thank you for coming back. Nevertheless, I will say I do have some more triggering episodes coming up. I'm not going to lie. I do have a few more, but this one is not going to be that bad. So if you're driving, you don't have to pull over. Okay, you don't have to brace yourself for anything. I mean, you may or may not relate. You you probably will. You probably will relate to some of the things I'm saying and it will most likely be very helpful. But I don't think today's episode is going to be triggering. So you, you can relax. You can take a deep breath. Okay, it's not it's not going to be that bad today. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to get rid of the negativity in your life. And what I'm going to do, as usual, I'm going to talk about some of my experiences, because I feel like that's the best way to get people to understand and resonate with what I'm seeing. So I'm going to talk about some of my experiences a little bit, and then I'm going to give other examples and then practical things that I did and things that you can do to get rid of the negativity in your life. So I have always been the strong friend in my friend groups. Like that's always been my role because I am very empathetic and I think I'm a good listener. I like listening to people. I like helping people. I like being there for people. You know, I don't mind it. So naturally, I was always a strong friend. You know, the friend everybody goes to when they want advice or when they want to rant or whatever, right? And what I realized was that really started to impact me in a very negative way because of how empathetic I am so basically I could be having a good day I could be like everything could be going right in my day 
and I would feel fine. I would be happy. I would be on cloud nine. And if somebody came to me complaining or talking about something really bad that happened to them, because I'm so empathetic, it would literally ruin my entire day. And I don't mean from the sense of they intentionally tried to sabotage me or anything. I mean, because I'm so empathetic, if one of my friends was having a bad day or they were really down, then it would make me down because I feel like I want you to be happy. I want you to be in a good mood. So it's bothering me that something happened in your life and I can't do anything about it. And of course, I was there for them. I supported them. I allowed them to vent and, you know, everything I possibly could do. But then even if I did all of that, just because they had, you know, that low energy, that negative energy, it would then be transferred to me and I would absorb it. And then I would start thinking negatively. So let me give an example. If somebody were to come to me and they said that they got robbed, right? For example, that like that has never happened, but let's just use that example. If somebody came to me and they said that they got robbed in an area where I live, then after I talk to you, I'm now going to be thinking, okay, so there's robberies going on around me. I'm sh- I should be safe. Or I start feeling like I'm not safe and now I'm concerned about being robbed and I'm basically putting that negative energy out there because I'm thinking of being robbed because when you have that negative exposure to different things, especially if it's people closer to you, it makes you feel like you can experience it too. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like if something happened to somebody that's close to me that I wasn't really thinking about or I never thought could happen because it hits so close to home, it makes you feel like you might be next or it makes you feel like it's possible that it could happen to you if it happened to somebody so close. And obviously when people come to you, they're not thinking that I'm telling you this because I'm saying I want this to happen to you or whatever. Like people aren't thinking about that. But subconsciously, when you talk to people about certain things and you have conversations about negative experiences, that low-key flows into your subconscious mind and you unintentionally might start to attract that negative experience because you might put a lot of thought and emotions into that negative experience like for example somebody was telling me about robbery so now i'm thinking someone in my area is robbing people i might be next i'm afraid i'm scared i'm putting all of that energy all of that thought all of that fear and worry into that negative experience and it might actually end up manifesting itself But that could also just be because I overthink a lot and that's my point. I know myself, I know that I'm empathetic and then I also overthink and these things have the potential to impact me probably more than the average person. So that's why I realized that I had to set boundaries because I had to start protecting my own energy. So in my quest to do just that, 
the first thing I thought about was the people in my life. And I broke it down into three main areas that were affecting my energy. And I started off with the people in my life first. So the first person you need to be aware of is yourself. And what I mean by that is you need to watch the negative self-talk that you practice. So if you want to do something and you start discouraging yourself and you say it's never going to work out, blah, 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 you start making up excuses, you are being your own worst enemy in that situation. So what I did was I started practicing affirmations. I wrote them down on sticky notes and I stuck them on my mirror in my living room. And I basically say them every single morning. And I'm not going to lie, like at first when I started saying them, I felt like I was being ridiculous. And I, did, I, I truly did not believe all of them at first. I'm not going to lie. But then as I kept practicing it, it's like you slowly start to believe it. And you feel more confident as you keep saying it. And then I would add on more affirmations for how I wanted to feel and what I wanted to manifest. So the first thing you need to do is watch yourself talk. The second thing in while we're still on the topic of people is that your friends, your family, your acquaintances, the other people you let in your circle. Now, you probably already know that I'm going to say set boundaries, right? So let's just get that out of the way. Number one, you need to set boundaries. Like I said, I was a strong friend. I was there for everybody and it was really taking a toll on my energy. So what I did was I told my friends that, hey, I'm here for you, but if you need to talk to me or vent or say anything, negative to me then can you please ask me if I'm in a good headspace to deal with it before just unloading on me because I didn't want to just like I didn't want to be in a good mood and then pick up my phone and then see something negative and then just have my energy drained so what I did was I told my close friends the people who usually vent to me I told them hey if you need me for whatever reason, can you please ask for permission to vent or have like, you know, a, a deep conversation or to like say something like if something bad happened to you and you need me to be there for you? Happy to do it. But can you ask me first so that I can make sure that I'm mentally prepared to deal with that? And at first, I, I'm not going to lie, I felt some kind of way about saying that, but my friends were actually very understanding in the end. And our relationship has been in a much better place because of it, because we set those boundaries, basically. Now, apart from boundaries, if you're not sure who you need to like, talk to or anything this is basically what I did this is what I would encourage you to do for the people you talk to on a daily basis or the people you talk to the most often when somebody comes to mind right when you see a text from a specific person how does that make you feel 
Like if you see someone's name pop up on your phone, do you assume it's going to be drama? Do you assume it's going to be gossip? Do you assume it's going to be negative? How does it make you feel when you see a certain person's name pop up on your phone? That's basically how you do like a friendship audit or not just friendship, just basically anybody who has access to you. Think about how they make you feel when you see a message from them. If it's anything but positive, then you need to set boundaries with that person. If you don't want to be gossiping with people and you know every time you see a message from so-and-so it's gossip, you need to tell them, hey, can you please refrain from gossiping when we speak? And I promise you at first it's going to feel very uncomfortable setting those boundaries because you may feel like, I don't know how some people will take it, but think about it this way. And this is how I thought about it. I said, you know what? If I have this negative emotion every time I see this person's face and that's the impact that they have on me, if they are not willing to respect those boundaries, is it really worth keeping that person in my life when every time I see your name, my energy drops? Like, is it really worth having you in my life when I don't even read your message, but I'm already wary of what I might see? And the answer was no. Like, obviously, it, it was a no. Like, I thought about how I wanted to live my life. I thought about the type of life I wanted. And I was like, if that person makes me feel a certain way, if I feel like they are affecting my energy, then it's not worth keeping them around because they're only going to hold me back. And I'm not making room for anybody that's going to hold me back and you shouldn't either. So think about how people make you feel when you see their name pop up on your phone. Also, pay attention to your energy when you're around certain people. Like if you go around a friend, like if you go out with a group of friends or just one person and based on how they treat you, how they talk, how they act. If you are like looking at your phone, waiting to go home, or if they do things or say things that make you feel uncomfortable or uneasy, or like you can't be yourself, that person needs to be cut off. Like plain and simple, your energy is negatively affected just by being in their presence. That person does not need to be in your life. Or, I mean, you, technically, you don't necessarily have to cut them off. I mean, you could have a conversation first, okay? Side note, y'all see how y'all see how toxic I am, right? Y'all like, well, technically it's not toxic, but y'all see how I am. Like, if people try me like that, it's like, well, I don't need you. But don't be like me, okay? Have a conversation with them and then See if you, the relationship can actually be repaired before you cut them off. You know, do the mature thing. But in my opinion, you know, depending on how off my energy is around you, you know, I mean, it might, might not even be worth saving that relationship, honestly. But like I said, use your discretion. You know, don't be quick to cut people off like me. That's not always necessarily the best thing. But I digress. Do an audit of your circle, of your family, your friends, your colleagues, whoever you interact with on a daily basis or the most often. 
do an audit and set boundaries, have conversations with people, do what you need to do so that when you talk to people, your energy is not negatively affected. Like make sure these people are inspiring you, uplifting you, make sure that person that you want to be in the next few years, those goals that you have, make sure these people are actually encouraging you to get to that point instead of dragging you down or negatively affecting your energy or just feeding you gossip and negativity. You don't need these people, honestly. They just, you don't need these people. Now, the second major, major, major thing is your environment. How do you feel when you have to go home? How do you feel when you are at home? For me personally, I work from home, so I'm home pretty much 24-7. So I have to make sure that my environment is uplifting or, I mean, it. I personally don't think that there was much I could do in my environment because I was satisfied with it the way it was. But I know what it's like when you are living in a place that you don't necessarily want to live there because, you know, I've had some interesting experiences with roommates in college. And after college, I was like, you know what? I would rather count salt than ever have roommates again. So now I live on my own, my own apartment. And all I did to uplift or enhance my space was I added some quotes. I added some of my favorite quotes in frames and I placed it in places that I can see throughout the day to be a constant reminder. And also I don't like clutter. Like that's one thing about me. I'm not the type of person who will buy a bunch of decorative pieces because I feel like when I see too many things in my space, it just makes me feel overwhelmed and it makes my mind feel chaotic. So my space is always clean. Like I clean every single night. And when I wake up in the morning and I go in my living room, it makes me feel good because it looks so clean. And that's a relatively new experience for me because when I lived in college, I was literally in the ghetto. Like honestly, I, you know what, I'm not, I don't even want to have those nightmares. So I'm not going to talk about when I lived in college and I had roommates, but just know, I know what it's like to live in filth. Okay. Because there's no reason why I should know that eggs can turn green. But anyway, like I said, your environment is very important. So if you live in a chaotic environment right now, you might, you know, you might have to start looking into maybe getting a place on your own if you're not doing well with your roommates or talking to your roommates and trying to make the situation better. Or if you live with your parents and it's a toxic environment, then it might be best if you can start looking for a place on your own. Because one thing, let me tell y'all. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, this is no shade to my mother. You know, I love my mother, but my mother never knocked on my door when I lived at home with her. And I was never even like doing anything. But to me, it was about the principle. You know, it was about the principle. Like, can you respect my privacy? But at the end of the day, I didn't complain about it because I was like, you know what? 
I'm in her house and I'm not paying bills. So yes, I can voice my opinion, but if I really want to have my own space, I want my own privacy, I need to just move out and be an adult and get my own place. And I did. And it has been the best decision I have ever made. Like I can do what I want. Literally, I can do what I want. I can leave and I don't have to answer to anybody. Like I have my own space. It's like the most freeing thing in the world. Like you literally feel like you're officially an adult. You know, nobody nobody can tell you to do anything in your house where you pay bills, you know? So it's like, I have that experience now and I got my own place. Cause like I said, I have had traumatic experiences in college with roommates. And I just said, you know what? There is no way I would ever have roommates again. Like I would rather eat a jean jacket than get roommates. I don't care how much money I would save by having roommates. I would mop the ocean before I save a few hundred dollars and live with other people. Like I'm, 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 I'm never doing that again, ever. And I just know some people who are listening can relate because if you have ever had roommates, you know the struggle. Some people may have been blessed to have great roommates. And don't get me wrong. I have had some great roommates in college. Like I didn't not like everybody I lived with. Just most of them. But before I get carried away, because I can go on about this forever. The point is your environment impacts you more than you think. And you probably won't fully understand how much it was probably negatively affecting you until you get into a good space and your mind is free and clear and you can actually breathe and be in control and not have to deal with chaos or uncleanliness. And that's when you'll be like, wow. And you really realize how much time and energy you were being drained of by being in that toxic environment. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about is media, specifically news and social media. First, let me just say this. I do not watch the news. I absolutely do not on any circumstance, in any situation ever watch the news. I don't even have cable, to be honest, because I don't really watch TV. If anything, I might watch Netflix every now and then. So I don't have cable. I don't watch the news. I don't read the news. Like I don't read news articles. And my reason is ignorance is bliss, honestly. Like it may not be the best thing to some people to be that ignorant. To me, it's like the best thing in the world. I honestly don't know what's going on in the world. I have no idea what the latest updates are with covid i have no idea if like i literally don't know what's going on in the world and that might sound crazy to some people but let me tell you i am flourishing i am flourishing because let me tell you there was one time i tried watching the news before work so i was still in bed and i turned on the tv and this is literally what i saw First thing in the morning when I woke up. Number one, 
there was an attempted robbery in someone's house, two people got killed. Number two, the stock market is crashing or whatever. Some, some negative news about finances. Number three, there was an accident on 285. A trailer basically collapsed in the middle of the highway or whatever. And a whole family died. Like I hadn't been watching the news for 10 full minutes and already I heard about so many deaths and then an accident on the highway that I had to take to get to work. Like, and if you know anything about 285, you know, that's like the highway for all of the trucks. So if you drive on 285, it's not uncommon to see a bunch of trucks and trailers and, you know, those like really big vehicles that I just don't like driving next to because it's kind of intimidating, to be honest. So I'm already seeing that the highway I have to go on um, had an accident that killed people. Like, do you really think that's the first thing I want to see as soon as I wake up, like hear about all of these deaths and an accident on the road I have to drive? Like I was literally almost in an accident one time with a truck because I was trying to merge and the truck was speeding and they literally almost killed me. And then now I wake up and I see one just killed the whole family. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like the news rarely ever has anything good. So to start my morning hearing about all of these people that died and then accidents on roads that I have to now take in a few minutes to get to work like that was really bothering me like while i was about to get on 285 i was so concerned because i just kept thinking about the accident like that's what i mean like that's why i don't watch news because it's always something negative and it's just it's, it's just too much honestly i just don't watch it or read about it or anything if it's that important, it usually makes it to social media and then I hear about things then. But for me to sit and watch the news and hear about all of these deaths and crime and all of that, I just, no. It's a no for me, guys. And as for social media, let me tell y'all, in case you don't know me, right, I'm black and we all know what's been happening with, you know, police brutality and all of that, especially in 2020. And let me tell you, every single time I opened Twitter last year, it was always footage of black people being beaten to death or tear gassed or shot murdered it was always something right and that was very 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 triggering for me like it was weighing heavy on me every single time I opened the app I saw another video and it got to the point where we are obviously kind of numbed by it so it's kind of like we're used to it, but still seeing it. And that, that, that was just too much for me. Every single time I opened the app, I saw something negative. And I, at first it was hard for me to take a break because it's like you want to be in the know, but then it weighs heavy on your mental state, seeing black people being killed so much. 
in the media and it was just hard, honestly. So I had to start taking breaks from it. And fast forward to now, I don't really see those videos anymore or when they do show up, people usually say like trigger warning in their tweets and I just avoid them altogether because I know how it will make me feel. Remember I said I'm an empathetic person, so I avoid it altogether. But now I noticed that every time I went on Twitter, it was always something negative. Like it was always, even the people I followed, people were always being negative. People were always complaining. People were always talking about being broke and not paying bills or men are trash or saying negative things about men and talking about the worst dates that they've been on and how they got played. And it was just negativity after negativity after negativity is complaining, death, oppression, broke energy. Like it was just, it was just too much for me. Like I felt like Twitter was a place everybody went to to just complain and rant. And I felt like where I am at right now, trying to be positive and only having positivity in my life, I felt like I just need to, I just needed to get off the app. So at first I started taking breaks every now and then, like every few days, I would only check it for maybe like 10 minutes. And every time I went on, it just confirmed what I was saying. Negativity, negativity, negativity. So then I would take longer breaks, but I didn't want to deactivate my account fully because let's be real, all of the funny jokes and memes come from Twitter and then they make it to Instagram and like other social media pages. So when something is trending, Twitter is very funny. But apart from that, it's just like, a bunch of negativity, a bunch of complaining. So I felt like I didn't want to be on the app because every time I went on it, I would leave in a much worse state than I was when I first opened it. So that was sad seeing that it was something that was always so funny. And I guess I could just follow different people, but I really don't feel the need to do all of that work on Twitter. So I just deleted the app. Like that's what I ended up doing. I didn't deactivate my account, but I deleted the app. And now my new thing is TikTok. And I remember when I used to be one of those people who said, you know what? TikTok is a fake vine. It's a bootleg vine. I would never download it. It's childish. Girl, let me tell you, I will go on TikTok thinking, okay, let me just spend one or two minutes. Three hours later, I'll be like, where did the time go? And that happens a lot because it's so funny and so entertaining. And I feel like it really uplifts my mood. Like if I'm bored or if I need to laugh, I can go on TikTok and I will literally be screaming. So I replaced Twitter with TikTok. And then also on Instagram, here's the thing. On Instagram, I used to follow a lot of people who didn't necessarily post anything inspiring and then some people I just didn't know so I unfollowed a lot of people on Instagram and I started to follow more positive and inspirational accounts so now when I go on Twitter on Instagram and if you follow me you see this so like every now and then I share a quote in my story 
And by every now and then, I mean like almost every day or every other day, because I follow a lot more positive accounts now. So when I open Instagram, I immediately get inspiration, motivation, or I see people who are millionaires like living their best life, living in luxury, like I will one day. And it's basically just more inspiring now because I cleaned it up and I don't follow the shade room. I do, I do follow spiritual word, which is pretty much just another shade room that occasionally posts about the Lord, which is very confusing, but I don't know. I haven't unfollowed them yet because every now and then they post something inspirational. That's how they get me. But for the most part, my Instagram feed is pretty much inspirational content and people living their best lives. So I actually like using the app now. So I would highly recommend cleaning up your social media accounts. If you go on and you see the shade room, you see a bunch of gossip and you know all of that nonsense that just makes you gossip and start drama and takes up mental space just talking about people honestly i mean if i mean if that's you then that's you but if you want to be more productive with your time you don't want to be around anything negative then i would highly suggest unfollowing all of these accounts and then telling people not to send you any of that also, if there is a specific hobby that you are interested in, or if you have a certain, you know, vision for your life in the next few years, then follow people who are already doing that so that you can go on Instagram and then see people who are living the kind of life that you want to live to basically inspire you and to make you think of all of the possibilities. Like that's what I've done. I've followed a lot of successful millionaires and people just living in luxury because, you know, I'm bougie. So that's pretty much what I filled up my feed with now. And it's a much better experience. I'm telling you, like I can go on social media now and I can get inspired instead of seeing something and then, talking about people or sharing negativity or feeling drained or seeing people get killed like I just it's just too much for me so I cleaned up everything and I'm a lot happier now like I feel much better about spending time on social media and I'm a lot more inspired now so I don't feel like I'm necessarily wasting time when I use those apps because it's usually stuff that's uplifting or makes me laugh so that pretty much summed up what i did to get rid of the negativity in my life at least the first round i'll probably go back and do this again because i still feel like i need to unfollow some people but basically what i would recommend first and foremost is that you definitely 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 do a social media audit just like you did with the people, think about how you feel when you use certain apps or when you watch the news. If you, um, I mean, if you watch the news, honestly, good luck with that. Um, like I said, I, I don't. But in terms of social media, I know we all use. I would say do an audit on that as well. Think about how you feel after you use certain apps and then focus on how you want to feel 
and then what kind of life you want to create for yourself and then find accounts that help with that. So first and foremost, it never fails. It never hurts to follow some inspirational accounts, like accounts that post inspirational quotes every now and then. And then also, if you want to be, for example, like if you want to be a doctor, then look like try to follow some successful doctors and people in the medical field that inspire you so you can follow their story and it can make you feel inspired when you go on the app. And that goes for whatever profession you're interested in, obviously, and then your hobbies as well. So I follow people that have podcasts, successful podcasts, and I basically just study what they do, how they market. And I just, you know, I just kind of tune in to their lives, I guess, as much as they share, because it's inspiring to see other people who are doing what I do, what I want to do, and all of the possibilities that that hobby can bring. So highly recommend doing that. Follow people who are doing what you want to do, what you're interested in. Follow accounts that inspire you. Unfollow those that don't. If some people are always like gossiping, and just being negative or complaining because there are some people that do that. If some people are always just doing that and you see it and it makes you think of negative experiences in your life, unfollow them. You don't need to be reminded of all of the negative experiences you've been having. Like that's not, that's not very conducive. You need to unfollow people who remind you of all of the negative things in life. Like what's the, what's the purpose of that? Honestly, like, what's the purpose of focusing on all of the negative things in life? That makes no sense to me. Focus on how you want to feel and how you want to live and follow accounts that encourage you and inspire you to do just that. And then in the other areas, set boundaries with people. Put yourself first. Some people might think it sounds selfish. That's okay. It is. And you need to be a little selfish every now and then. Set boundaries and put yourself first. Have conversations with people who are bringing you down, who are bringing your energy down. Set those boundaries. Make it crystal clear and don't compromise. And then if you're in one of those toxic environments, if you have roommates, honestly, I'm so sorry. I know what that's like. That is just, you know, not ideal. But, you know, like I said, make a plan, make a budget, do what you need to do and focus on finding a place where you can finally breathe and have peace trust me if it's if it's that toxic where you are already triggered as soon as i mentioned the word roommate then you need to be looking for a new place you need to have a plan together because i promise you let me tell you i promise you and when you have this experience i want you to somehow come back and tell me Go to the show notes for this episode. It will be in the description and comment on the blog post and tell me. I want to know how you feel when you get your new place after you just left a terrible roommate situation. I want to know because literally you won't know how bad it was until you get 
into a better environment. I know it's hard, trust me. I really tried my best not to go on a rant about my bad roommate situations in my four years at college. But just know that I understand. And if you have to work extra hours to afford a place on your own, trust me, in my opinion, at least, I feel like it would be worth it because I was so bothered with my roommates. Like, I just couldn't even focus on other things because they would just upset me so much. So do what you need to do to get out of that environment because it's most likely impacting you more than you realize. So that is all I had to say on that topic. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate if you left a rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe or follow depending on what platform you are listening on. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at secluded.thoughts. And you can go to my website, secludedthoughts.com for more info. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.